Well, good morning, and I'm excited. I'm thrilled to be here with you again on this beautiful, damp day in Arizona. I have a word that I know that is straight from the throne of God to share with you today, and I am truly excited about it. But before I get started, I wanted to say, I want to put a disclaimer in for the music that you may hear in the background. I do not own the rights to it. It's my new little puppy, so if you'll just bear with me, um, I tell you the word will definitely be rewarding. Um, because I have a new puppy, you know, I get up, it's like having a baby because she's only two months old. Her name, by the way, is Sophie. And um, I get up early in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning to take her outside. And the other morning I got up, I think it was about four, maybe four, four thirty. And I looked up in the heavens, I saw the earth cracking and opening up. And I said, oh wow, that is awesome. And the Lord dropped in my spirit the breaking of a new day. And so when the, the heavens open up and the shades are rolled back from heaven, the spirit of the Lord said it is the breaking of a new day. You know, his mercies are new every day. Nothing same stays the same. And so we need to get excited about the newness in the spirit of the living God. And so I am truly excited about God, what God has for you today. In Genesis 19 and 15, and I'm going to go to the book of Genesis um, quite often. So if you have your Bible, paper, and pencil, take it out, take notes. I will read some of it, but not all of it. Um, but I really like the way that there was, this was phrased in Genesis 19 and 15. It says, when the morning arose, the angel hastened. And this has to do with Lot. And the angel went to Lot and to tell Lot, look, get you and your family out of here. But I love the way it said, and I know different translations say different things. But I really like the way this particular translation said it. When the morning arose, the morning wakes up. And it really confirmed what the Spirit of the Lord dropped in my spirit, the breaking of a new day. I'm still on the theme of when the landscape of your life changes, fear not. I'm going to be here until God tells me to do something different but it all intertwines with each other. And so the breaking of a new day, that means everything is new in that day. Nothing will stay the same. It's new, it's fresh. And so I thought that that was really awesome. And I just wanted to share that particular scripture with you. Genesis 19 and 15, when the morning arose, morning wake, the morning day wakes up. And it's a new day. My grandmother used to tell me, by noon, the day is gone. So I've always been an early morning riser to get up and, and seek the Lord and, and hear what he is saying to me um, to be able to minister to the people. And so um, also in Psalm 
103 and 4, and this is in the Amplified Bible, it says, who redeems your life from the pit. And so um, before the, the morning cracks and the morning arises, it's dark. And some of us has been, have been in a dark place in our life. I know I was in a dark place. You know, and, and some of you are in a dark place. There are a lot of people that are in dark places right now. But it says, who redeems you from the, from the, your life from the pit? So he will redeem you. He has taken you back. And who crowns you lavishly with loving kindness and tender mercy. Now, I like, I, that, that's one of my favorite scriptures. Not just mercy, but tender mercy. Meaning he's kind, he's gentle, he's loving, he's merciful. So no matter what it is that you are going through, whether you're dealing with the pandemic, whether um, you, you, you have any food in your home, you know, whatever it is, he will have tender mercy on your life. The word of God says, the righteous have never been forsaken, nor his seed hungry or begging for bread. So as long as you are a child of God and walking upright, um, you will not have to beg for bread. He will always have what you need. He is a God of more than enough. He is the all-sufficient one. He is the El Shaddai. Let me tell you, there were times when I didn't have it. People would come knock on my door and, and bring me food. And because so, the word here says lavishly, meaning he's going to, run you down and take you over and just pour out blessing. The scripture says here, pour out blessings that there's not room enough for you to receive. So when the morning begins to crack, whoo, glory, and the darkness in your life, when the darkness in the sky begins to leap, then the new day begins to come forth. So there's, you know, and I've been saying this, uh, because I've heard a lot of people say that the light is at the end of the tunnel. I want to say the light is at the beginning of the tunnel. Who said you had to go through the tunnel? Who said you had to go through the struggle? I'm here to let you know you don't have to go through the struggle. If you see the light of God at the, at, when the enemy tries to take you through that struggle, when he tries to take you through that struggle, I know I said it twice, I'm going to say it one more time. When he tries to take you through it, you better see the light of God, which is a gate to keep you from going through the tunnel of what some people like to think. And there's a tunnel of no return, and they confess there's light at the end of the tunnel. Let me tell you, there's light at the entranceway, at the gate of the tunnel to keep you from going through it. Woo, glory, I just wanted to share that with you because that, that's been in my spirit. You know, I hear a lot of people saying there's light at the end of the tunnel. No, who said you had to go through the tunnel? Who said you had to go through the struggle? And if you do go through it, the light is going to be all, is going to be with you the whole journey through it. Not at the end. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. So if he's at the end, that means he's left you. And that scripture is not true. That scripture is true. So he is with you all through the journey. He's with you all through your journey. He's with me all through my journey. And so the light is not just at the end of the tunnel. It's at the entranceway of the tunnel, keeping you from having to go through the tunnel.
Amen. God is so good. Um, Job 38 and 12, I just want to share this with you. Um, I thought this was really powerful this morning when I was reading this and, and um, preparing myself to, to share this word with you. Job 38 and 12, and this is the New King James Version. I flipped back and forth from the Amplified to the New King. That's why I said write the scriptures down. If I make a mistake and don't tell you which version, don't say, you know what, well, that's not in the scripture. I, I use different versions because I like the way that it expresses itself in the scripture. So Job 38 and 12 is really powerful. It says, have you commanded the morning since the day began? Woo, glory. When I read that scripture, I wanted to run around in my backyard, but it was a little bit too dark for me to run around in the backyard. Have you commanded, not anyone else, but have you commanded your morning since the day began? So when the heavens begin to crack open, when the heavens roll back the shades and the light begins to shine forth, have you commanded the morning since your day began? What are you decreeing and declaring in your life? What are you saying about yourself? Are you saying that your your life is crowned with goodness and mercy? Are you saying that I'm the healed, um, resisting sickness? Are you saying I am, because the word of God says, let the poor say that I am rich. No matter what your financial situation looks like, are you decreeing and declaring what the word of God says concerning your your situation? Are you decreeing that I am rich, I am wealthy? Now, I know you know this, but I just had to put it out here in the atmosphere again. You know that there is a difference between being wealthy and being rich. Because there are a lot of people who are rich who are very sad. But people who are wealthy, it really speaks about the love that they have in their family, the happiness and, and the health and being able to enjoy their family. So there is a huge difference. <coughs> Excuse me. So we need to understand that. And when the heavens open up, the greatness of God is revealed. The new day, there's greatness revealed every single day in each and every one of our lives. And, and, and that is so important for you to, to remember that no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're going through, okay now, you know, you have to understand when the heavens open up, my God, and the shade is being rolled back from the heavens and the light is coming forth, you have to understand that the greatness of God is being revealed. He is the light of the world. You are the light. All that God is, you are, and all that God has, you have. You've got to remember that. The battleground is in your mind, and so you have to learn to decree and declare what thus saith the Lord. Ooh, I, you know, I don't know um, what you're getting out of this message, but I'm making my own self happy. I'm trying to keep the tears from rolling back because I get excited when God reminds me about who he is, when I'm reminded about his greatness and how his greatness is revealed mm, in his tender mercy. But for the grace of God, there go we. My God, I know I said there go I, but where, there go we. I include you in this. I include myself. 
but for the mercy of God, but for the grace of God, there go we. So never look down on anyone else and, and say, oh, wow, look at what they're going through. Because it's the grace of God that you are not going through that. Or it could be worse, my God. So remember that he redeems our life from the pit. He redeems our life from the our life from the darkness who crowns us. Can you imagine wearing a crown? You know, Queen Elizabeth don't have anything on the children of God, you know, who crowns us with lavish, lavishly with kindness and tender mercy. Woo, what a crown that may be. I love to see it, but you do see it. You see it in the reactions of others because loving kindness is a seed that we sow in the lives of others. Mercy is a seed that we sow in the lives of others. If you need mercy, you have to show mercy. If you need loving kindness, you need to sow loving kindness. If you need favor, you need to sow um, favor. Favor is a seed. Anything and everything in life is a seed. And if we want to have that reciprocated in our life, then we need to begin to sow that seed. My God. God is amazing. Isn't he? he is just really awesome. Now, what I want you to do, because, you know, I said all of this, the breaking of a new day, the shade of heaven being rolled back, you know, when the morning arose, you know, talking about Lot, the angel hastened. You know, the angels will hasten unto your word. But if you're not speaking word, the angels have nothing to hasten to. You said, what? Now, remember I said earlier that all that God is, we are, and all that God has, we have. We were made in the image and likeness of him. And let me show you this in the book of Genesis. If you go to the first book of Genesis, I, I, this is really powerful. It says, in the beginning. Now, I, I'm not going to camp here, but I, I just want to bring this to your attention. It says, in the beginning. Now, who was the beginning? Or what was the beginning? The beginning was Christ. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in Christ, God created the heavens and the earth. Isn't that rich? Okay. Do your research. Who is the beginning? Okay. But that, that's not where I want to go to. Where I want to go to is that um, in reference to Job 38 and 12 that I said, I, I share, have you commanded your morning since the day began? You say, well, how do I command my morning? Well, you begin to decree and declare the word of God out of your mouth. You find the scripture in the word of God that fits your situation. You find a word of a word in the word of God that decrees, that declares what you are in great expectation of. Because it says it, God has no respect to person. If he did it for Job, he'll do it for you. If he did it for me, he will definitely do it for you. So in, in Genesis, the first book of Genesis, I, I'll read I'll read this, the um, one and two, and then I'm just going to point out certain scriptures. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Now, I want to say this to you, that God never addressed 
the chaos that was going on because when Satan was least on earth, when he got kicked out, okay, um, God didn't talk about the darkness. He didn't talk about the turmoil. This is what he said. This is what he did in verse 3. And we need to follow the pattern of what God did. And it says, then God said, oh, my God. He didn't address the darkness. He said, and God said, let there be light. He didn't say darkness leave. He said, let there be light. Isn't that rich? And so when there's chaos, don't talk about the chaos. Decree what it is that you want. If there's chaos, declare peace. A lot of times when I pray with people, um, I, I don't really talk about the sickness. I decree peace in their body because sickness is chaos. It, is, um, it doesn't line up with the word of God. So I will say, peace, peace, shalom, shalom. Okay? And so he says, and then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So whatever you decree, whatever you declare, it shall be that what it is that you decree and declare. Then in verse 5, now I want to say this is a little variation. So don't say, well, it doesn't say God said. But it does say in verse 5, and it says, and God called the light day. Now that's the same principle as saying something. You know, it's just like we said, and he shouted or he hummed. That's releasing your voice print in the atmosphere. And it said he called. So it's the same thing as he said. Okay? And then in first verse 6, it says, then God said. In verse 8, it says, and God called. In verse 9, it says, God said. And in verse 10, it says, God called. And verse 11, it says, God said. My God, God was saying a whole lot of stuff in, in just this first chapter. Okay? In, in, in chapter 1, in the beginning, God was talking. Let me tell you, I had a message one time. said, I got food in my mouth and I'm talking. And when we were young and we would talk with food in our mouth, our parents said, don't talk with your food in your mouth. That's not nice, polite. People see the food all in your mouth. I want to talk now and I want you to see all the food that's in my mouth because I'm going to declare the word of God, which is the bread of life. Amen. And so God was doing a lot of talking back there. But he was, he was talking. He was decreeing what it was he wanted. My God. Then we go to verse 14 and it says, and God said, he's still talking. You go over to verse um, 24. It says once again, God said. Woo, he likes to talk. You know, he likes to talk. So we need to listen sometimes because this is proof that God likes to talk. You know, prayer is communication. It's a dialogue between two people. So sometimes you just need to sit there and be present before the Lord and, and be quiet and let him minister to you. And after he ministered to you, you may not need to say anything. And then again, you may just want to worship him and, and, and tell him how good he is. And that's what worship really is. It's not talking about what you need. It's about worshiping him and letting him know what his worth is to you in your life. Amen. 
So in 24, it says, and God said, and in 26, it says, and God said, my God. And in 29, verse 29, this is all in chapter one. It says, and God said, oh my God. Like I said, God is doing a lot of talking. My question to you, are you listening? Are you listening to the spirit of God? Are you listening to what it is that he is saying? Or are you busy telling him your problem? Like he doesn't know what you're going through. He knows the beginning from the end, the end from the beginning, the ins and the outs. He knows all things. We need to learn how to listen. We have two ears and we're being refined so that we can hear clearly the still small voices of the Lord. Sometimes there's so much white noise that we can't hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Then in verse 31 in chapter 1, this is what is powerful. Please take note of this. In verse 31, chapter 1, it says, Then God saw everything that he had made. How did he make it? He made it with his words. He spoke it into existence. If you need your life to be reframed, if you don't like the way your life is right now, reframe it with the word of God. Reframe it with what it is that you desire in your life. Stop confessing and speaking the negativity. Just because you hear someone else say it doesn't mean you need to say it, okay? Some of us need to pray for a crop failure because we are growing seeds in our in our farms that we don't need. And so you need to pray for a crop failure because you don't need all that negativity. Stop hanging around people that are very negative because they, they have, will have an influence over you. That's why we need to watch and guard our eye gates, our ear gates, and our mouth gates. My God. And so I'm going to read this one more time. It says, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So anything that God created was very good. And so if you don't have very good manifesting in your life, then you're not decreeing and declaring what the word of God says. Now, it may not happen overnight. You may have to um, declare it a couple of times to get rid of the negativity that you have been confessing. But eventually, you will begin to see all that you have spoken, and you'll be able to say, like God said, everything that I have created, everything that I have made, Indeed, it was very good. So your life should be very good. Reframe your world by the words that you, you speak. When the breaking of the new day begins, that's the early morning hours. I literally stood outside. It was cold to y'all. You know, but my little pup, my little baby needed to go to the restroom. You know, her restroom is backyard, amen, and not in the house. Um, and I looked up and I know that it was it was God that had me to look up. And I could see the sky, how it was cracking open. Not a whole lot. You know, they say the um the dust is before the dawn. It was it was like dust. And but God gave me another word and he said, the shades of heaven. Woo! The shades of heaven are being rolled back. 
And I tell you, I can see the light begin to peek through the darkness. So the darkest hours just before dawn. That's how it's said. The darkest hours before the dawn. And so it, it, but the light was cracking through and the light will crack through in your life. But I need you, God needs you to use the, the arsenal that God has given you. For he needs you to decree and declare the word of God. My goodness. God is so amazing. You know, he, you know, he, there's nothing under the, under the sun that he doesn't know about. And he's not going to put any more on you than you can handle. And so you've got to remember, wow, isn't he good? You know, um, so when I was standing out there looking at the sky, and, and it wasn't the same, it was just in different spots all over where the, the light was beginning to crack through and it was dark, but then it was gray, the different shades of gray um, because the light hadn't completely come through. And so everyone in this world is going through something. No matter where you are, you're going through something, especially with this pandemic, you know. But I want you to know that the break of a new day, the shades of heaven are being rolled back, and the light of God is coming forth. But how the light comes forth for you and your life is you have to command your morning since your day began. So when you get up early in the morning, begin to decree and declare the word. Find scriptures in the word of God. Find the promises of God. There's over, uh, over 8,000 promises. Find a promise. Start off with one promise, you know, and then um, grow in the promises. Start decreeing and declaring several of them. But when you see that promise come to pass, celebrate and give God the glory. And so let that be the command that you give your day, my God, and cause a dawn to know its place. Now, I didn't, I didn't read that in the beginning, but I want to end right there. That when you declare the word of God in Job 38 and 12, have you commanded the morning since your day began? And when you do, you'll let the dawn, the darkness, know its place. Did you hear what I just said? You will let the dawn know its place. You have the right, you have the authority, you have the ability to tell darkness where they need to go. You have the authority, you have the right and the privilege and the authority, my God, to tell the dawn that, he, that the dawn needs to know their place. Because darkness and lightness and light has no place together. So tell the dawn its place. And its place is not in your life. Amen. I've enjoyed today. I love it when God gives me something straight from the throne of him. You know, he said he would crown us lavishly. Woo, my God. And that is so powerful. And so I trust that you've enjoyed this. I will continue this next week, next Saturday. Uh, and it will be just as invigorating as this was. And so be encouraged. Wake up in the morning 
you know, remember the day is gone at noon. And so wake up early in the morning and command your morning and tell the dawn to know its place. And its place is not in your life. Amen. God bless you. I love you. But most of all, God loves you more than I. Shalom, shalom.